Hey guys, I just wanted to, before we get into the podcast, um, I was talking about The Chosen, and the creator is Dallas Jenkins. I said Dallas Drake, and I just wanted to correct that before we get into the podcast. Thank you guys, and let's start the podcast. This is the Revival Podcast. Thank you for joining me this day. I might get a little bit worked up during this podcast because just... It's amazing how Christians will go after Christians and take something. It's like, why can't we just let something be beautiful the way it is? You know, instead, everybody wants to dissect everything and pick out all the bad, even though that the thing could have a lot of things that could lead people to Christ. Isn't that, as Christians, what we're supposed to do? Lead people to Christ? And I just know that God has shown me, you know, in the past couple months is you should have knowledge about things before you sit there and tear things apart. Get the log out of your own eye. Ask God for wisdom when you make judgments on things. Because, I mean, today, if we were doing things right in America... Why is our country going down the toilet? Our country is going down the toilet because we, have, as, as Christians, aren't doing it right. If we were following Jesus the way we were supposed to be following Jesus, I'm not saying everybody, but I'm saying me and others. If we were doing things to the way that we knew Jesus wanted us to do things, this country would be a lot different. Okay, here's my gripe. I absolutely love the show Chosen. And it's just like everybody's trying to pick this apart and this is that. You're either a supporter or do not or someone that doesn't support it. You get that everywhere. I get that. But again, why can't we just let something that's beautiful be beautiful instead of trying to find the worst in it? Um, my gripe is, and, and I do this and I need to work on this, okay, is know what you're talking about, have a little background, you know? And I guess, you know, I, everybody wants to be heard on their opinions. And a lot of times, you know, we don't even have stuff in our own lives right. And then we shoot off this uh, own opinion like we're all high and mighty and we can we know the Bible back and forth. And it's like, no, we don't. Because if we did, you know, we wouldn't have all these different churches. You know, it's because the human beings are sinful in nature. Therefore, we have all these different churches because sometimes we're just too proud and, and we want things our own way. And, and you know... 
that's this is what happens. But getting back to the chosen, um, I love the story. Obviously, they have to fill in the blanks because of the fact of um, we don't know a hundred percent what happened back in those days. Plus, the 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 story, I feel like it has to be relatable because if you if you if you write some. A lot of Christian movies are, are pretty cheesy, you know, that I've seen. And I don't like watching them because they, they're not relatable. But, you know, obviously everybody has their opinion. That's mine. But I love The Chosen, you know. And I actually seen an interview with um, Dallas Drake, the guy that, uh, who, who made The Chosen. And he says, this isn't. It, it lines up with the Bible, but it's not the story about the Bible. I mean, it just, he, he wanted something that would be entertaining. He wanted something that would be led, you know, by the Bible, you know. But he did, he's not saying this is the Bible, you know. And he even said it's it's kind of like walking a fine line because he wanted a story about Jesus, you know, but he also wanted to have that creative side of it to where, you know, people could relate to it. He says this isn't adding or taking away from the Bible. This is just, it's Bible-based. And people just want to pick this thing apart like he said that this was the whole truth about the Bible. And there's things in there that I pick apart as well. And one of those things is, is uh, um, as you know, I talk about the Eucharist and communion on quite a few podcasts about why I believe that's the body and blood of Jesus. Um, at the end of the third season, um, they showed... Um, they, you know, I, sorry, they, they showed like the feeding of the 5,000, love that part of it. And as Catholic, um, you know, after they fed the 5,000 and you can read this in, in, in King James version, um, you had the 5,000 people following Jesus. And then at one point, um, Jesus called himself the bread of life and said, you have to receive his body and blood. And, um, and then, you know, people were like, didn't understand it. And they, they like turned away, you know, and this was John in John chapter six, it says this, you know, you can read this in King James version. Um, I did myself. So it's like, I know like, that's one verse or one chapter where I'd be like, see, this is why communion, Eucharist is um, very valid because Jesus says in there, you have to eat my body and, and, and drink my blood. And then in that same thing, after those people left because they didn't understand what he was saying or they say it, that teaching was hard to accept, he turns to his disciples and says, are you going to leave me too? And why I'm describing this is because at the end of the last season, 
Um, and this is where I picked, and I'm hoping that they'll pick up on season four. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. Um, that that's that's something you know that I thought, okay, if this is biblical, then it will show that too, because that's as like I said, Catholic. That's why I believe. Okay, when I receive communion, that's Jesus's body and blood because he says it right there in chapter six. You have to eat eat my body and drink my blood. He calls himself the bread of life. So my thing is, is are they going to show that scene where he says that? And again, after seeing Dallas Drake or Dallas Jenkins say, you know, what he said, um, I don't think that that will be part of the next season, you know, I, you know, because I'm hoping it is, but it might not be. But he, he also said, like he said, it isn't, the show isn't, it's Bible based, but it's not, he wanted to make it into a, you know, um, relatable show. He's like, don't go to this show for answers, you know, go for this show for, you know, entertainment in a way to draw you near to Jesus, not something that don't go off this as a teachings, but at, at, at the same time, there are truths in, in the show that is in the Bible because it was based on the Bible. He said, this isn't the Bible, it is based on the Bible. So that changed my mind in saying, okay, maybe I'm being a little too hard judgment on this. You know, and so it's just like, it's like, get the log out of our own eyes. I mean, again, if I didn't see that interview with him, I would have been like picking apart the show too in bits and pieces. I love the show. I think it's drawn me closer to Christ because just seeing, actually seeing like what Jesus did during those times, which lines up with the Bible, a lot of the things that he does in the in that show line up with the Bible. It's so, it touches my heart to be able to see, oh, this is how that, that this could have happened. Nobody knows 100% because we weren't alive then. We're going by something that's written down. So, um, I also, there was a, a complaint because I was go, I I'm going through these YouTube clips, and um, there is like I guess an LGBT flag, um, on this uh, cameraman's equipment or whatever. So, oh well, they must be going woke or whatever. Cause it, the thing is, whatever sin you suffer from. God will will give you the grace to get through it in time. Like, for example, it, um, I seen a testimony about this guy that was was gay, and he he didn't want to be like that. But his whole life, he what he acted on it, and he lived the gay lifestyle. And then once he gave his life over to Jesus, he wasn't. I mean, he still had the gay tendencies. Because that's a sin and that's something that you might suffer f from 
for your whole life. But God gives him the grace was gives him the graces to um to get through those temptations. It doesn't mean those temptations will go away. Of course God can take them from you. But it doesn't mean he's going to take everybody who suffers in their, those temptations away. So if, if, again, like, so this guy might fall back into his gay sin here and there, but because of Jesus is so forgiving, he can ask for repentance and be forgiven for that. You know, that's what happens when you give your life to Jesus. He gives you graces, and as long as you're trying, as long as you repent and you're trying, he gives you graces. He forgives you. He knows. He doesn't just change you automatically. It's a, it's a process. Again, some people, maybe he will change automatically. But then there's others who are going to have this battle their whole life. But he loves them. And if he, you know, it's about letting Jesus transforming you. It's about letting Jesus love you where you're at. And as you learn your relationship with Jesus, then these temptations you have, you'll want to fight. And he gives you those, the graces to fight them. You're not always successful, but for uh, most times you you can be if you trust in, in Jesus and you give that to him. I guess something that I didn't realize, when this guy was giving his testimony, the uh, the guy that, that struggled with his, his gay tendencies or whatever, is that you're always, again, I know I said this, and I'm going to repeat this because it's something that I didn't really realize. He's like, the temptations don't necessarily disappear. You know, you still struggle with these things. It's just that God gives you graces to get through. And so seeing that flag on the set of The Chosen, it's like, God loves that person, and, and you know, it's not like you should shun a person, you know, because of, okay, they're gay. God loves gay people. He loves everybody. He loves straight people, you know, but when it's, it's how we act on, a, you know, we're supposed to love people, you know. I mean, you, you don't necessarily need to support their choices, but you have to respect people. You got to love people. I mean, could you imagine if Jesus didn't love us where we were at? It's just frustrating. You don't shun somebody because of, you know, their sin. You pray for them. You, you, you respect them. Doesn't mean you have to appease them, but you do have to give them a certain amount of respect. And it's just like, now, if they were um, doing scenes in that show that were woke or something, that were trying to appease that, that agenda, then yes, I would be a little bit offended and, and, and that. But the thing is, they don't. But... We still, even though we don't agree with people, we still got to love them. We still have to respect them. 
and and to sit there and, and try to pick apart beautiful things all the time. It's getting to be ris- ridiculous. It's like, you know what? Why don't you go through your own lives? And I'm saying this to myself. Why don't I go through my own lives and, and try to fix those things that I need to fix so I can be closer to Jesus? Instead of judging other people for what they need to do or or this isn't biblically correct or that isn't biblically. You know what? It's like, get over yourself. And, and it's just... I don't know. I, I I get upset by people who think they know everything and, and stuff. It's our life is a work in progress, and nobody's ever going to do it perfectly, except for Jesus. You know. So if you're going to tear apart other people's stuff, be sure you first off that you know you get the log out of your own eye first. Then hopefully you you've actually done some research on something that you you're tearing apart. You know, I mean, like they were having some kind of argument about Mormons or whatever. So does that mean like about over the show? I don't know if people have seen it or not. Um, he has some Mormon friends, and said he made some kind of comment like we believe in the same Jesus or whatever and um at the end of the day Jesus doesn't want us to shun people because they don't have the same faith as us he wants us to respect people and love them where they're at because that's how you know maybe we can help open their hearts and minds to the real Jesus is if we can live our our lives in a way that that honors God, that honors Jesus. But it's like people will like, oh, they're evil. You know, why do you even associate with them? And it's like, we're supposed to personally personally be lights of the world. And if we can live in a way that would make Jesus proud, if we can live in a way that honors the Lord, then that is, you know, that is our goal. Because that, that's what inspires people to come to Jesus, is if we can live a lifestyle that would honor, honor him, you know, and pray for wisdom to do the right things. Because, again, if as Christians we were doing everything right in society today, America wouldn't be going through what it's going through now. So again, I, I am like saying, and I'm talking to myself as well, because I have many flaws and, and things that I do wrong. But, you know, I, I try to pray and I try to repent. But the thing is, get the log out of your own not li- eye. You know, it's, it's not, we can judge situations but we can't we don't we can't judge people's hearts that's up to god and it's just for me it's just let, let us just let things that are beautiful be beautiful and not have to dissect it into a point of making someone believe that um some something is wrong there's a lot of there's a lot of people who came to christ through this show 
you know, and, and, and another thing, people, there's a ton of people's testimonies that lead people to Christ, that, that lead people to give their lives over to Jesus, but they're not in the Bible, but yet it can still be beautiful and it can still lead people to Christ, even if the stuff isn't in the Bible. So again, if you criticize something, I hope that you pray for wisdom of proof and, and that you looked into it before you start tearing something beautiful down. You know, everything, because a man touches it, you can pick everything apart. So anyways, I'm going on and on, but let's just pray together as a family. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us a stay our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Father God, I just pray that we would ask for wisdom. Father God, that we wouldn't tear everything apart, Lord, unless you put it on our hearts to tear it apart, Lord. I just pray, Father God, as Christians, we would come together, Lord, and, and one day even be one denomination under Jesus Christ and not all these different denominations, Lord. You never meant for that to happen. Father God, I just asked you for the unity, Lord, because at the end of the day, Lord, when we're all in heaven, there's not going to be Jewish, there's not going to be Catholic, there's not going to be Protestant, there's not going to be Methodist, there's not going to be Lutheran. It's just going to be one body believing in Jesus Christ and God the Father. So Lord, I just pray that we would let go our biases, Lord, and we'll be able to see the wisdom, Father God, that in into what to say at the right time to say it, Lord, that we could our church could become one instead of keep on dividing, Lord. Please help us to act in a way of love and not destruction, Lord. Please help us to realize that not everything is going to be perfect, Lord, because human beings touch it, Lord, but you use broken human beings to do beautiful things, Lord. And please help us to look for the beauty in things, Lord, when they're out there instead of, again, trying to dissect it to see if it's perfect. Because no one does anything perfect, Lord. Only Jesus is perfect, Lord. And God, you are perfect. And we are just merely human beings who struggle with sin every day. We've all fallen short of your glory, Lord. It is Jesus Christ that makes us worthy. We just pray, Father God, that we lean on that every day and realize that the only reason that goodness can come out of us is because Jesus loved us. You love us, God. And we just praise you and thank you, Father God, for sending Jesus so that we could be worthy of you, Father God. Please help us not to take that for granted, Lord, because we really need a revival, Lord. And I just pray, Father God, that you send revival. Change hearts and minds, Lord. Please help us to be able to debate with love, Father God, um, to make points that are good points, Father God, but also be able to be willing to change, Lord, if there's something 
that we need to change in our lives, Lord. Please help us not to be prideful, Father God, but to listen just more than we speak so that we can have the understanding, Father God, and please help us to be able to do it in a godly way. Thank you, Jesus, for always listening to our prayers. We love you and praise you in Jesus' name. All right, guys, um, I... I'm a senior sinner and I fail a lot and I just I just want people to know, you know, none of us are worthy, but we're worthy by the blood of the lamb and just let beautiful things be beautiful. Unless there's something out there that people are thinking is beautiful that God convicts your heart, you know, um don't let the minute things, because the devil's always going to put little tiny things in the beautiful things and, and make them ruin because, oh, well, you see that? Well, that ain't of God. Well, you know what? The enemy will, will put things in churches, will put things wherever he can to separate us from God. And we just really got to realize that. But anyways, thank you so much for listening. God bless you. This is the Revival Podcast.